It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. B Rye. Yeah, blow up by the patch. All right, man. And of course, we get a double dipper, man. Dallas takes on the Redskins, man. And we're also going to pick them Thanksgiving games, too, boys. Don't think we're going to let that slide as we bleed over into the Rock Fisher extravaganza. RF Sports, don't miss it. The Dallas Cowboys take on the Redskins. This is the ultimate trap game, man. The Redskins have lost five consecutive. This is just the kind of game that this team goes up and lays an egg in. Man, we have seen it before, man. For some reason, places like Washington and Arizona, they have difficulty playing. But, again, I am going to bite down, swallow hard, and I am going to take the Cowboys in this one. Rock Fisher. Good boy. Low Watts. I am going to select the Dallas Cowboys, and they're going to finish out the month undefeated and beat the Miami Dolphins. The Thursday picks are coming, sir. Wait till we get to that pick. Wait till we get to those picks before you let the cat out of the bag. DG, listen to the show, okay? Pay attention to the show. I had to get my Jackson. Okay, anyway. Washington plays them a close game, but Cowboys pull it out. B-Rye. Who's home the game? The Redskins are... It doesn't matter. I'm going with the Redskins anyway. How do we know that that was going to happen? How do we know that that was going to happen? Let's look ahead, man, to Thanksgiving Day. You know, as if the uh, principals in this studio couldn't get any fatter. Uh, <laughs> Why did you look at me? We're going to all be eating. the biggest ones. We are going to all be eating like pigs. There ain't no question about it. Eating like pigs, drinking like fish, and smoking like chimneys. You can count on that, man. Green Bay takes on Detroit in the early game. Finally, an early game that will be worth watching. That was indoors. I think Detroit is going to be super hyped for that game. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say that, not Tampa Bay, is where the Green Bay Packers' undefeated season comes to an end. Detroit wins a super close emotional squeaker. On Turkey Day, Rock Fisher. I think following when the loss against Tampa Bay, they win. Like what, like 700 to nothing or something? Uh, it's going to be close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, close I don't know how high the scoreboard going for a field, but we'll find out. Low watch. I'm going to go ahead and echo RIF on that one. Uh, since they're going to lose, they're not going to lose back to back, though. Yeah. DG. Aaron Rodgers. Greg Jennings and all them other receivers get turkey legs handed out to them that day for the big game that they're going to put against Detroit. Green Bay, easily. B. Rye. Ah, Detroit, Detroit. I'm going with Detroit, man. I think they're going to play well on Thanksgiving. All right, man. The evening game, this this is going to be, as they say, a dilly. San Francisco takes on Baltimore. Man. 
all of the man of all of the exactly of all of the you know since, since they instituted this night game on Thanksgiving, man, most of the games have kind of been clunkers. I think they had Philly and the and Arizona, and Arizona wasn't very good, and you know they've had KC on, and KC wasn't very good. This one, man, I'm telling you, this one is going to be a hum dinger. That game is at Baltimore. Now you know Ray Lewis is out this week. Toe injury has him out this week. I don't know if he'll be back for Thanksgiving. I'm going to assume that Ray will be back for Thanksgiving and uh, in a battle of the best middle line at Willis. Give me the Baltimore Ravens, Rock Fisher. Give me the Ravens. Low Watts. Give me San Francisco. DG. I have to go with the Niners on this. Holy cow. Niners get the road win. B-Ride. Now we're going with the Ravens on Thanksgiving. All right, man. And, of course, the Capper. Well, actually, it's the sandwich game, the middle game. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins take on the Dallas Cowboys again. I'm probably going to say the Miami Dolphins. The, 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 the Cowboys, uh, particularly good at home. They have uh, a great wealth of experience in dealing with the short week. I think the Redskins game is the real trap game. I think this one, they handle their business. Give me the Cowboys over the Dolphins. Rock Fisher. The boys. Hello, Watts. They're going to go undefeated in November, the boys. DG. Boys. B. Rye. Miami and Reggie Bush running over 100 yards on y'all. And... <laughs>
Francisco is lousy. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Uh, they are terrible. I mean, if you're going to tell me that prior to this game, if I said this to you, DG, prior to this game, hey, man, uh, Vernon Davis, he's going to catch one pass. Uh, Frank Gore, he's going to average about two yards a clip. You just thought, Cowboys win this one going away. Instead, they had to make up a two-touchdown deficit, okay? Uh, they had to deal with an injury to their starting and controversial quarterback, Anthony Romo. And then the typical San Francisco 49er fashion, the cornerback covering Miles Austin. And Austin takes off and goes 58 yards, I believe it was. And that changed everything. I can help the next customer over here. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's a lot of books. Let's see. How to keep your child safe. Child-proofing your home. Child-proofing your yard. Child-proofing your in-laws home and yard. Well, I'm guessing you have a little one at home. Yeah. Well, it looks like you must take good care of her. Oh, thank you. Now, let's see. Parents' Guide to Safe Toys. That's a really good one. Parents' Guide to Safe Foods. Parents' Guide to Safe Safety Products. Parents' Guide to Parenting Guides. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater and other safety tips. Of all the things you can read about keeping your child safe, the most important is attached to the back of their car seat. Read the instruction manual and learn to use the latch system. It makes it easier to be sure your child's car seat is installed correctly. Parents' Guide to Telling Other Parents How to Raise Their Kids. To learn more, go to safercar.gov. Anchor, tether, latch, the next generation of child safety. A message from the U.S. Department of Transportation and the Ag Council. We are talking about our world today. Oh, and someone's on the line. Hi, I'm Jacqueline. Welcome, Jacqueline. How old are you? You sound so young. I'm eight. Oh, wow. I assume you're a student, right? Yes, from Jefferson Elementary. And I have a question. Sure. And what's your question? We all know the Earth has seven continents that currently carry 193 countries. Those continents make up 29% of the Earth's surface, meaning that the vast majority of our planet, 71%, is comprised of water. Taking into consideration man automatically adapts to environmental conditions, why is it that I need to take swimming lessons? Are you ready for kids who eat healthy? Good nutrition can lead to great things. To find out how a healthy lifestyle can help your child succeed, go to MyPyramid.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council and USDA. In November 2004, Jose was sentenced to eight years for committing a gun crime. His wife and two sons were left alone. Today I want to talk to you about being arrested. My family has suffered immensely. They're the ones that really suffered the most for my decisions that I've made in my life. What would you tell young kids? Just think about your family first. Your family always comes first, and your family is always going to be there for you. When you commit a gun crime, your family serves the sentence with you. Gun crimes hit home. Brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ed Council. Don't even think about blocking off, man. Oh, you just made 
TBN Media. Welcome everyone to the RF Sports Radio Show. What should I say? Sports Radio Extravaganza. I'm your host, RF Rockfish. I want to thank everyone for joining us today. Sorry about the late start, but we got a lot to talk about, a lot to get into. Unfortunately today, we got to start our show off on somewhat of a somber note. One thing is I don't have my partner in crime with me today, Mr. Roy Fisher. He is working, but working on something that's a little bit different. So we got a full show planned, so we need everyone's participation today. Do give us a coffee. Listen to us right now on any other network. Make sure you call us at 214-699-1942 if you want to get your opinions heard. This is Sports Talk from a fan's perspective. That's 214-699-1942. And thank everyone that's listening on rfsportsradio.com, also dpnmedia.net, which at 430 on net, do not miss the Soto Eagles playoff football. We're talking about Texas high school playoff football. I know you guys love the NFL. I know you love college, but I'm telling you right now, Texas high school football is the real I promise you, it's, it's, and today, I'm so excited, today is a game where you have to hear the Soto Eagles right now, the best team in the Dallas Metroplex, playing another one of the best teams that people consider the best teams in Dallas Metroplex, the Skyline Raiders, Dallas Skyline, both of these teams are top ranked in the state, in the nation, do not miss it, 430 right here on dpnmedia.net. You can listen to that game at 4 Let's jump into our show real quick, starting with the latest, where we give you guys all the new sports information that you can use and that you would need. Let's start off again with another somber note, the tragedy at Oklahoma State. Now, this school has experienced tragedy like this before. It was roughly 10 years ago, a little bit more than 10 years ago. They had the big tragedy with the plane crash where they lost uh, 10 people from the school, uh, it was the men's high school basketball team that was involved in that tragedy. And this time around, it is the women's basketball team. Kurt Bunke, the coach for the women's basketball team, and also Miranda Cerna, uh, she was assistant coach, and also two additional players have passed away in a plane crash that happened just yesterday. Uh, it's only been 10 months, I'm sorry, since the last uh, 10 months and 10 years since the last tragedy here at Oklahoma State. And it was their worst nightmare, as everyone has explained. You've heard a lot of people come out and say this guy was not just a great coach, but also a beloved father, also a great husband, and just a great guy altogether. He died at the age of 50. This was his seventh season with the And just this past Sunday, they had a win over Rice in Stillwater. So our thoughts, our condolences, everything go out to the families and the entire Oklahoma State organization. Some of the comments that we're getting across, uh, Burns Hargis, the OSU president, made a comment, when something like this happens, and God forbid it happened again, we have to try to pull together as a family. We've got to try to do that. And he broke down and had tears at that point. So, again, our condolences go out to everyone affected by this tragedy, even alum of OSU that have been through this before 10 years ago. Our, our hearts go out to you here at Deep End. Speaking of OSU, last night they had a game. They played Iowa State. OSU number two in the nation in the BCS rankings with a great chance to go and play that number one school, LSU. Of course, going undefeated, Brandon Whedon, all the talk all week about him being 
the Heisman candidate. This really was his to win or to lose. And last night they came up just a little bit short. Iowa State has only beat two teams in the entire Big 12. So you would think that they would come out like game busters. They really put up a lot of points in this game, really show the world that, hey, you know, we can overcome this. It's Thursday night football. I mean, it's Friday night football, excuse me, live on ESPN. We're ready to go. And last night, it just didn't happen for them. In overtime, Iowa State stuns OSU 37-31. to You heard the guys in the breakdown talking about this. And I watched the end of this game, and I tell you what, OSU had everything going for them in the first half. That second half, I don't know what happened in Ames, Iowa, but apparently the crowd, the environment, something happened because that Iowa, Iowa State team woke up. They're now 3-4 and four in the Big 12, the beating OSU, knocking off the Giants of that particular Big 12 division. And now OSU, with one loss in their record, they're going to need some help to get to that number one spot if they want to have a chance at a national championship. In my opinion, there's still a chance out there. If you come out next week and beat up on Oklahoma and you have to beat them in the ground, I mean, you have to go 40 points, 50 points. You have to have your defense make a lot of stops. That game is in Stillwater, by, by the way, so there will be some tributes and everything. It will be a very, very emotional game. And I think emotions got the best of them last night as well, too. You know, having to play that game, they were the only sports-related team at OSU's campus that did not cancel any games after the tragedy. I think that emotion was a lot to overcome. And as they went on to their 60 minutes and it went longer to the game, that emotion again to wear on them, and they end up losing the game. But all the credit does go to Iowa State because they did seize that opportunity and come away with a big win, a season-making win for Iowa State. So next week, Cowboys, you guys have got to get on the ball. you got to get ready to play, and you got to get something going. Let's jump into a couple other quick hit stories. Johnny Jolly, former Green Bay Packer from the Houston area, has been sentenced to six years for being stopped. He was uh, legally possessing promiscuous coding a few years ago. He was sentenced uh, this week for six years. Gary Pinkle, the coach of Missouri, arrested for DWI, and he's also suspended as well. Uh, they do have the new manager in the Cubs, uh, Don Seven. And the Astros are going to move to the American League, and the MLB collective bargaining agreement is just about done. And and imagine, guys, no no big thing in the news, no big lockout talk. They get it done behind closed doors. Hands have had a handshake deal, and now it's ratified. Take notes, NBA. This is how you get a deal done. Uh, Joe Paterno, we talked a lot about him the last couple, last week with the scandal going on at Penn State. Finds out yesterday he is suffering from some form of lung cancer. They feel like they do have it. They did find it early enough where he can get treatment and be right on track and ready to go. And another scandal breaking in Syracuse. The assistant coach, Coach Fine, has allegations against him for sexual abuse, and someone did come out as an adult saying that he was abused by him in the round of fifth or sixth grade. So lots of going on. But let's jump into our big, big topics. And for our big topic, Lo, I want you to join me on this if you can, sir. And I want to talk about one key figure in the NBA for the last years, and that's Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq wrote a brand-new book right. called Shaq Uncut. He wrote it with Jackie McMullen. You guys have probably seen her on Around the Horn of the ESPN stuff. And in this book that Shaq wrote, he's making a lot of, he calls it a cut because he's making a lot of comments, statements about what happened throughout his life, about his career, 
And some of those comments have been out there in the public. A lot of people are kind of looking at him a little sideways. He, he talks about everything from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and their beef to Phil Jackson to Pat Riley and, of course, Kobe Bryant and the beef that they had. If you can't play a couple of minutes of this interview that he did with Stephen A. Smith, then you can get the kind of context of what we've done. Do you have that audio? Did you, uh, I didn't know I didn't <laughs> Yeah, I did. <laughs> so we'll, all right, we'll have that audio up really quick. Uh, but let's just talk about Shaq right quick. Shaq is retired, of course, so he doesn't have really a dog in the hunt when it comes to the lockout. So he took this time to go ahead and, Expose a couple of things that we always wanted to know, we always thought about. And Shaq has been pretty, pretty foretelling, let's just say it's said. He's talked about everything from what happened in Miami. The, he almost got into close to a fist fight with Pat Riley. That led to him leaving Miami. He also talked about in the film room with LeBron and how the coach actually chastised another player for not getting back on defense. LeBron does the same thing on the next play. Coach doesn't say anything about it, and Delonte West, of all people, stands up and says from the coach, that, hey, you can't do that. It can't be a double standard. And the coach replied back, I know, but that's just the way it is. So a lot of stuff about different players. Let's listen to some comments he made with Stephen A. Smith this week about his book, why he wrote it, and what he's going to be talking about in the book as well. Shaq, why write this book right now? I mean, you just retired after last season. Uh, obviously, you didn't end your career on the highest note that you would have liked to. Why decide to write this book right now as opposed to writing it during your playing career or writing it a little later after you retired? Well, actually, I did write it during my playing career. Smart guy. Okay. <laughs> I wrote it last year. And, uh, you know, this is my fourth book. So, you know, when I first came in, I had a book. And, you know, second book, third book. You know, this is just this is just a book about, you know, reflections and, you know, uh flex how I grew up and, you know, flex how I was raised by uh my beautiful father and, you know, my beautiful mother and you know, it, it explains uh why I am who I am today. Now, we all know, Shaquille O'Neal, that you reflected on a lot of other things as well, and obviously you know I'm going to get right to it. Mr. Kobe Bryant, you certainly had a lot of reflections as it pertained to him. You wrote a lot of things about him in this book. Mainly you even mentioned over one time, and I'm going to read the quote here. I mean, uh, I'm just going to read the end of the quote. We're talking about he was. He said I was fat and out of shape. He said I was milking my toe injury for more time off, and the injury wasn't even that serious. It was a truce broken. I let the guys know I'm going to kill him. Obviously very, uh, very yeah, words. I want you to explain that. Your feelings about Kobe Bryant, sir, today? Well, well, uh, today, you know, I feel he's one of the greatest Lakers to, you know, ever play a game. And, you know, that happened back then, you know, it's, you know, well documented. And, you know, it's like a, you know, ebonic statement. I wanted to kill you many times, Stephen X, but, you know, we're still cool. <laughs> well, listen, but I want you to go back. I want you to talk about how you were feeling about Kobe Bryant back then and what. Let's just pause it right there because we want to break this down a little bit now. This is my first problem with what Shaq is doing, okay? First of all, you make these comments. You know, you put this stuff in the book. Of course, you felt a different way at the time it happened. Now you put it in the book like, hey, I'm going to kill you, Kobe. We all know Kobe and Shaq don't get along. Quit faking like y'all get along, like y'all best friends. Y'all don't talk. All the stuff he's done against Kobe since they left, since he left L.A. has been out of spite or out of anger, whatever the case may be. But we all know Shaq 
you and Kobe got problems, dude. We all know this. So my problem is, why are you? Why is he backing up on his comments now? Why is he saying, "Oh, no big deal, figure speech"? I'm just, I'm just trying to, you know, just trying to, you know, make something funny, trying to make a joke out of it. I mean, Lo, tell me. I mean, don't you know that Shaq doesn't like Kobe? Don't you know that? Yeah, but uh, if you listen to the beginning of the interview, it, it sounded like that uh, Stephen A. Was kind of uh, being a little, as you say, smart ass. Yeah. So you know how you know how Shaq is. Yeah. And and he can only is only one is only enough room for one smart ass in the room, and that's for him. Yeah. So it, if you try to go back with it, he will. You know. Well, I have I written the book on the Yeah. Did yeah. I just did, did I just say that? Right. Oh, right. 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 But that could be it. I mean, that that could be. It. I didn't even think about it like that. That could be. You could be exactly right. But Shaq, come on, Shaq. We all know, dog. We all know you and Kobe don't get along. No big deal. Just tell it like it is. Because I guarantee you, when Kobe writes his book when he's done, Lo, Kobe's not going to hold anything back. He's going to tell it just like a T.I. is. And we're going to know exactly how Kobe, Kobe feels about everything. Let's play the rest of that interview. Computers, <laughs> while we're going through, while we're going through that, you know, he went on the interview says a lot of stuff about all different types of topics and different things. And come on, Shaq, stand by what you say, buddy. Stand by what you say. Put it in the book. Put come on out there. Say what it is. Stand by everything you wrote in that book. Stand by your comments, man. There's no reason to try to feel like you know what. Ah, no big deal. Now you know you want to sell this book. You came out. You wrote it because you want to sell this book. Stand by your comments, man. Just go ahead and, and, and put that little umph behind it. That's all I'm looking for, that little umph behind it. We got it loaded up now? Just a second. I'm all right. Ready. So we got, I wanted to put that umph behind it, Shaq. Just tell it like it is. So when Kobe comes out, he's going to tell it exactly how it is. He's not going to hold anything back from anyone. Everyone can get it when it comes to Kobe so, Bryant. So let me ask you this. So do you think that Shaq is putting some stuff out there by Kobe? Uh, and kind of expressing this out because you you you, you kind of realize uh, Kobe did some shady stuff when he was going yeah. through that indictment. Right, and, right, right. And, and still to this day, I can't figure out why he would call, why he would single out Shaq and be like, <laughs> "I should have just did what Shaq did and just hired somebody or or whatever." I'm like, well, know. well, that, a lot to be said about that. And, and at the same time, I want to hear Kobe's side of the story. I mean, a lot of people accuse me of being two things when it comes to the NBA, a Kobe lover and LeBron hater. And I'm going through it, guys. I understand. I'm, I'm going to rehab for my LeBron hate. I'm trying to get it off my mind, off my heart. I'm trying to work on these different things, but bear with me, okay? When Kobe tells his side of the story, then we get the full knowledge of what's going on. I guarantee you when Kobe does his interviews about his book, he's not going to hold nothing back. <laughs> he's going to stand there and say exactly what needs to be said. Today, well, well, uh, today it explains uh, why I am who I am today. Now we all know Shaquille O'Neal that you reflected on a lot of other things as well, and obviously uh, you know I'm going to get right to it, Mr. Kobe Bryant. You certainly had a lot of reflections as it pertained to him. 
You wrote a lot of things about him in this book. Mainly, you even mentioned over one time, and I'm going to read the quote here. I mean, I'm just going to read the end of the quote. We're talking about he was. He said I was fat and out of shape. He said I was milking my toe injury for more time off, and the injury wasn't even that serious. It was a truce broken. I let the guys know I'm going to kill him. Obviously, very, uh, very yeah, rewards. I want you to explain that your feelings about Kobe Bryant, sir, today. Well, well, uh, today, you know, I feel he's one of the greatest Lakers to, you know, ever play a game. And, you know, that happened back then, you know, it's, you know, well documented. And, you know, it's like a, you know, ebonic statement. I wanted to kill you many times, Stephen X. But, you know, it's still cool. <laughs> well, listen, but I want you to go back. I want you to talk about how you were feeling about Kobe Bryant back then and what really, what really started all the friction between you and him. Nothing really started. You know, uh, Hershey and Blanchard states that leadership styles vary, you know, when you're dealing with tasks or relationship. And, you know, I was me being a leader of the team with me being CEO. I just, you know, uh, everything had to go my way. And, you know, sometimes when you focus on the task, the relationship dwindles. But it was all a respect thing. And, you know, the task was completed. You know, we won three out of four. We're, we're the most dominant most controversial duo ever created. Well, that's you, all that matters. Well, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's all that matters to a lot of people, but not everybody. And, you, and you're talking to me, big fella, so I'm going to ask you again, because one of the things that I happen to know, and I've spoken to you about this, those are one of the times that you wanted to beat me up. When we talked about how the friction really started his rookie year, you guys were practicing or whatever the case may be, and you got into an altercation, and it was something that he never, ever let go of. I want you to talk about that. Kobe Bryant's rookie year and, and, and what kind of role you played at that particular time and how it may have, may have affected your relationship over the years. Well, you know, I was a leader at the time, and everything had to be done, uh, you know, a certain way. You know, that's all I ever tried to do. And it doesn't matter if we talk to each other, if we call each other on the phone. You've called me twice this week, I haven't called you back. It doesn't mean I, I you know, don't like it. You know, I'm not going to, you know, get into, you know, what happened and why it didn't happen. The thing we were supposed to do was win championships, and that's what we did. And you know you can't break me, Steve. You can ask me any question you want. It ain't going to work. You know I got poised, brother. Well, and listen, that's not the point, though, Shaq. <laughs> listen, listen, what I'm really trying to get, one of, one of the other points that I wanted to get to, because a lot of people believe, you know, based on everything that I know, a lot of people believe, obviously, that you guys just had your own friction. What they don't take into account is how other teammates, you allude to it in the book, Shaq Uncut, where you're talking about how guys like Brian Shaw got on him, like guys like Ron Harper got on him. Other guys came to you and basically wanted you to be the bad guy, even though you don't allude to that too much in the book. But I happen to know that other guys came to you wanting you to be the bad guy because of the hesitancy to step to Kobe for what they perceived as being selfish acts on his part on the basketball court. Can you speak to that at all? Yes, they came to me because I was the leader. I was the CEO. When you're the leader and the CEO, you have to make a decision. You have to make everybody follow the task. And that's all I tried to do. And, you know, like I said earlier, when you worry about the task, you know, the relationship sometimes may dwindle. And that's, you know, all we did. You know, I'm a businessman. I don't take anything personal, you know. And a lot of as you heard Shaq say, he was the C- CEO of that team. Which brings me to my next question, and I wanted to get you guys' a reaction as well. Kobe versus Shaq. Whose team was it? Was it Shaq's team? Was it Kobe's team? I want to hear from you guys. That's our topic for our fans tonight. Call us at 
1942. Was it Kobe? Was it Shaq? Let's find out my opinion when we take a break real fast. After we come back from the break, I'll give you guys my thoughts. Everyone else, call in right now, 214-699-1942. And we're going to find out, is it Kobe? Is it Shaq? I want you guys' opinions. Who was the leader of that team? Shaq said he was CEO, which means Kobe was his employee. Does that sound right? Also, when we come back, we'll talk about the Tim Tebow hype and why I'm hyped about Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow and why you should be as well, and we get into some late NFL matchups, find out some uh, inside information about some of these teams, who's going to be playing so you can set your fantasy rosters up correctly. And I got a big, big bone to pick with college football. All that coming up next on the RF Sports Radio Show live on DeepInMedia.net. You're listening to the Deep End Media Network, www.deependmedia. Can you tell if this burger contains bacteria that could cause kidney failure? Listen. You can't see it either. Use a food thermometer to be sure you've cooked meat and poultry to a bacteria-killing temperature. Raw or undercooked meat may contain bacteria that can make you very sick or worse. Roughly 3,000 Americans will die from food poisoning this year, but you can keep your family safer. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Dad, remember when you asked me, what do you want to do with your life? And I was like, shh, I want to get paid. But right after that, you said, there's no job called getting paid. Really? I said that? Yeah. And that's exactly what I knew. I wanted to go to college. You never know which moments will be the ones they remember forever. So take time to be a dad today. Learn more at one eight seven seven four dad fatherhoodgovernor Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Deep End Media presents the Soto Eagles High School Football. That's right, we've carried you every step of the way through the 2011 season, and now it's playoff time. Last Friday, the Eagles got their playoff season off to a great start with a 54-10 win over A&M Consolidated. But now, Dallas-area power Skyline looms in a second-round game, which will kick off this Saturday at 5 p.m. Don't miss Johnny Kane, Wayne D.G. Gordon, Royce Fisher, Rock Fisher, and Low L. Train Watts as we bring you all of the action. Pre-game starts at 4.15. The kickoff is at 5 p.m. for the DeSoto Eagles taking on the Skyline Raiders. DeSoto Eagles High School Football don't miss it live on DeepEndMedia.net. The Dallas Fort Worth Association of Black Journalists is celebrating 30 years of service. Join CNN anchor Soledad O'Brien as we pay tribute to two of DSW's finest journalists, Fox Sports' Clarice Tinsley Giles and the Fort Worth Star Telegram's Bob Ray Sanders. We're also presenting our scholarship recipients. Join country western sensation Imaj as she performs her latest hit, and artist Frank Fraser will be displaying his artwork. There's a silent auction, too. Lynn Hayes and Charles O'Neill are the MCs for this gala event. Get your tickets today and get ready for a wonderful gala affair celebrating 30 years of DFW ABJ. Log on to www.dfwabj for tickets or call 972-572-0088. Got up this morning late again, rushing, trying to get to the station. Didn't have time to fix coffee or breakfast or even grab a lunch. 
And I jumped in my car and realized, ah, I don't even have gas. I stopped by the Texaco in DeSoto on Hampton and Pleasant Run, walked in, and immediately thought this can't be a gas station. And I was right. It was Maryland's Fine Foods. The the friendly staff there was able to give me a fresh-made breakfast from scratch, also a gourmet box lunch, and not to mention a tank of gas, too. I got to work and had an awesome day and then thought my family would love to have a break from fast food. So I went online to Maryland's Fine Foods and placed an order for my entire family. And you know what? When I got to DeSoto, it was hot and ready for me to pick up on my way in. Trust me, guys, you got to try Maryland's Fine Foods. Located in DeSoto at Hampton Road and Pleasant Run, give them a call at 972-274-1070. That's 972-274-1070. Or try them online at marylandsfinefoods.com. www.dbandmedia.net. Sports show. Talking sports. Media Network. Welcome everyone back to the RF Sports Radio Show. We want to again thank everyone that's got us locked in and tuned in this Saturday morning. Catch us each and every Saturday right here on DBMedia.net at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. We do plan accordingly, and of course, you can catch our show throughout the entire week on DeepInMedia.net, or go to iTunes. Go to iTunes, do a search, RF Sports Radio, subscribe to our show, and get some shows that you exclusive content type of information. So make sure you log on to iTunes, pick up our show, pick up our feed, or go to the website, rfsportsradio.com. You can pick up the information for the show there. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash Radio. When we left, we asked everyone to call in if you can, 214-699-1942. I want to talk about Kobe versus Shaq. You guys heard some of the excerpts from the interview with Stephen A. Smith. How he talks about how he was CEO of that team. The players came to him when it came to deal with Kobe because, let's face it, no one else wanted to go to Kobe face-to-face. They wanted Shaq to be the bad guy. So, in my opinion, Kobe versus Shaq, whose team was it? Now, no question about it. During that time period, Shaq was the most dominant player in the NBA. Nobody had an answer for Shaq. There was no center, no combination of power forward or center. They could really play Shaq down low when he got the ball a foot away from the basket or right up under the goal as he liked to get it. Kobe was a great facilitator of that team. He was able to do it from the outside. He always command their best defender from any team they played. The best defender had to stick. Kobe Bryant in the perimeter, and you just had to let Shaq get it, get what he had to get because you knew you could not let either one of them or together go off for 30-point seats. You're going to lose that game. These guys won three titles in the span of about five years. They could have won a lot more. They should have won a lot more, but only won three titles in the span of five years. They played together. So in my opinion, it was Shaq's team. I mean, a lot of people are going to be surprised by me saying that, but it was Shaq's team. He was the older player. He commanded all the attention down low that allowed Kobe and other players to move around that perimeter. It was Shaq. It was Shaq's team, and and I think Kobe knew it was Shaq's team. But Kobe's competitive nature, the way he is wired, 
he wants to be the best guy, not just in the NBA, but on his teams. Anything he touches, he wants to be the best at. So with Shaq having control of that team, being the CEO, Kobe Bryant knew he had to work three times as hard to try to get to where Shaq was at, and he had to make his name noticeable when you have people like Shaquille O'Neal on the team. And even that last year when they had that team with Shaquille O'Neal, Carl Malone, Gary Payton, Kobe knew he had to really do what he had to do to get in there and get it done. So I think it was Shaq's team. There's no question about that. But Kobe had a lot to do with it being Shaq's team because he commanded a lot of attention as they went later in their careers. And they should have won a ton more championships. They could have won at least four in a row or four out of five years, in my opinion. And I want to hear you guys' opinion as well. Send us a tweet, twitter.com slash Radio or Call us 214-699-1942. Low, in your opinion, what do you think? You think it was Kobe or Shaq's team? Well, um, let's count the championships that they won after Shaq. Now, Shaq was only to pull together just one championship. Mm-hmm. Kobe, however, strung up two. Yeah, and and that's, that's, that's a key point. Now, let's see. That's a key point. I, I thought about that because, trust me, I'm, I, I love Kobe Bryant. Everybody knows I think he's the best basketball player on the planet. I understand that. But I think that after Kobe's team, you know, it, it, those two championships you're referring to, those back-to-back championships, those were Kobe's teams. I, and no, no question about it. But let's see. Shaq left the Lakers and went to the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. He was the the one piece right. that caused them to win a championship after the Mavericks just pretty much just gift-wrapped <laughs> right. that to them. Right. The Lakers had to go out and get Paul Gasol, which is another big man in the middle, so they can get their uh, championship. So right. there was definitely a void there. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of mm-hmm. tough to say because when Shaq left, you remember that next year. Yeah, hey, yeah he that's was true. fighting for that last yeah. spot in the yeah. playoffs. You're right, you're right. He finished ninth. Yeah. That, uh, the, the, that year, and, and they went out and got they got big Paul uh, Powell Gasol. Yeah, and they changed they turned all around. So that's a good point. So it's like man, it's kind of tough to say. Hmm. That's a good point. You look at man, you know what? It's it, it just like you asking me about Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Now you know Michael Jordan gets all the credit, right? But I don't believe without a shadow of a doubt that Michael Jordan would have gotten any close to those the, to to those amounts of rings if he didn't have Scottie Pippen. Mm-hmm. So the two out of ten, you know, it's like Batman and Robin. Yeah. So it's, it's, I, have to, I, I have to step back from the table on that one, man. You know, for a, for a long time, I felt like, you know, who is Scotty Pippen? Scotty Pippen had nothing to do with doing that. That was all Michael Jordan. But as I got older and I got wiser, I mean, Scotty was voted one of the 50th best players in NBA history. I mean, for a reason, the guy can ball. And, and of course, it's not a one-man sport. It's not golf. You have to play as a team. Teams win championships, and you're right, Scottie Pippen was a big, big part of that championship. In this situation with the Kobe and Shaq teams, it was Shaq's team. Okay, I give you that, but Kobe Bryant, still the best player in the NBA, period. All right, so they're moving on. <laughs> While we're on NBA, I want to bring up another quick point, the NBA lockout again, as we talked about last week, the deal did not get done. These guys, there's no basketball. It's going to the course. The players have already filed, I believe, three lawsuits in three different states which, of course, they'll combine all those into one main lawsuit. And they're going to go ahead and dis, I guess, dis, uh, disorganize the union so they can get these lawsuit, lawsuits filed and in the books. And we might have to go to court to get this thing worked out. Now, if they go to court, 
to get this lockout worked out. NBA fans, I'm telling you right now, the season is done. Courts take a long time. You know, once you drag someone to court, we all know how it works, okay? That neighbor that always has this tree growing over in your yard, over the fence, you know, you ask him one time, hey, man, can you cut the tree? Cool. Yeah, I still keep a friendly conversation. You wave at each other as you leave to go to work. The wives conversate, no big deal. The kids play together, no. Every time it happens, you're like, hey, man, you're going to cut it? Yeah, I'm going to cut it, man. I cut it this Saturday, no big deal. Okay, cool. I'll wait till Saturday. Everything goes by. But when that neighbor decides to take you to court to get you to cut that tree down, things change, okay? The friendly stuff stops. There's no more negotiation. I don't want to say anything to you without my lawyer present. I don't want to answer your phone calls without my lawyer present. This is the same thing, and this is even worse because we're talking about billions of dollars, billions of dollars. When you take someone to court trying to decipher billions of dollars, it, people's feelings are going to get hurt. And it's not going to be any negotiation. It's not going to be, hey, if you can just change this, we'll get it done. Hey, if you just change that, I'll present it this way. All that is going to be over if they have to go to court to resolve this matter. It's going to be left up to a judge. People are going to be spending tons of money, the NBA owners, the Players Association, everyone's spending a ton of money to try to get this thing resolved in court. It's going to be lawyers caught up in it, and it's going to take forever to get it done. So if it does go to court, if they don't get a deal done here in the next two weeks, then come back to the negotiating table, the season is over. The season is over. It's supposed to start December 15th under this new proposal, which would have left the Dallas Mavericks, my favorite team, would have been opening their season December 15th that night against the L.A. Lakers. Against the L.A. Lakers, they would open their season, putting up those rafters, put up their first championship against the team they swept in the playoffs last year. Yeah. That's what hurts the most is the fact that they didn't get this deal done and we're going to miss out on that moment. Well, well, hold on, hold on. Can the league do this? Can the league just copy Copy and paste the, the <laughs> schedule. Just change the uh, year the, from 2012 to 2013. You know what's so funny? They canceled games up until December. They canceled games on December 15th for right now. If they don't get something done here in the next week, they will cancel up until Christmas. And I'm, I go to the NBA schedule low right now. I just see just games just coming off the board, just coming off the board, coming off the board. And it hurts, man. It's going to hurt everyone when it comes Christmas Day. Christmas Day, everybody watches basketball. Yeah. That's when the season starts. That's when you really get amped about basketball. They're, about, they're close to midway being through the season. But that's when the season starts. So when these players sit at home, and it sounds like a great idea right now, all get to spend Christmas at home with the family, get the grip. it sounds like a wonderful idea, not taking anything away from that. But when you wake up Sunday morning, and open up all them gifts and realize, man, I don't have a game today. Ain't no, ain't no basketball to watch today. That, I think, is going to be the, the thing that really moves the needle. Because if you think about it, with the NFL, NFL lockout, they were deadlocked about this issue, deadlocked about that issue. It took some type of big event for it to break. The death of Robert Kraft's wife, the owner of the New England Patriots, caused them to come back to the negotiating table put everything aside and say, you know what, we are people, all right? We love the game of football. My wife loved the game of football. Robert Crabb gave an emotional speech during the bargaining meeting between the Players Union and the owners 
They cause these guys, you know what, put our bygones aside. Let's just get the football deal done at a fair level. And I think that's what it's going to take. It's going to take some type of emotional event for this to happen. And I think it's going to happen December 25th when these guys wake up and don't have anything to do, no games, nothing to watch. With that said, I have to put a lot of emphasis on the players right now. I'm really upset at the NBA players. I'm going to tell you why. Number one, when that deal came down, why did you not let the players vote on it? You know why you didn't let the players vote? Because you knew they would take the deal. There's 450 players in the NBA. A lot of them don't make LeBron James' salaries, Kobe Bryant's salaries, Dwight Howard. A lot of these guys don't make that kind of money. They're going to be the ones that are going to be struggling with every paycheck that they miss. And they would sign this deal right then and there. Give those guys a chance to have a voice. Bring it to everyone. Let them vote on it. Let them give their opinions. Let's have a voice. Number two, while I'm mad at the players, and I put blame on both sides. Don't get me wrong. Before you send your email, I put blame on both sides. The other reason I blame the players, when you look at their press conference and they make the decision, oh, we're rejecting the deal, you see, of course, Billy Hunter, the NBA PA head, the guy that's the figurehead for, for the union, and you see Derek Fisher who is the president of the union. Okay, but look behind those two, low. You don't know who none of those guys are. You can't recognize any of those other guys behind Derek Fisher and Billy Hunter. You don't know who teams they play for. You don't know their names. Come on, guys. Where's Kobe Bryant? Where's LeBron James? Where's Dwayne Wade? Tim Duncan. Who doesn't like Tim Duncan? Get him in there, make some statements. Let him come to the table and be a representative for the league or for the players. Where's all these other guys? Kevin Durant. I mean, I know they're there, but they're not making statements. Guys, come on, guys. You superstars of the league. You the guys that make the fans want to watch basketball. That's the reason why they buy season tickets. That's the reason why they go to games. You have to give the fans something to miss. Go up there to that podium, make some statements, stand behind those guys. Put the whole all-star roster up there. Derrick Rose, Dwight Howard. Camelo Anthony, Amari Stoudemire. Put all these guys right up there behind Billy Hunter and Derek Fisher, and let's put a real face to this lockout. If you really want the sympathy of the fans, you have to get involved. I haven't heard any comments from any of these guys. They're looking at playing overseas. They're not making any comments to try to move the needle for the players. And you owe that to your brother and your players, the 450 guys that are there. The 400-some guys that don't make the kind of money you make, get up there to New York, stand behind Billy Hunter, Derek Fisher, make this a real deal. All right, with that said, let me get off my high horse real quick. Let me get back to the show. Tim Tebow, let's talk about him real quick. Of course, he mentioned on Thursday night they did defeat the Denver Broncos. Uh, I'm sorry, the Denver Broncos did defeat the New York Jets 17-13, to and the Jets got Tebowed. There's no other way to really put it. They got T-bowed. And and what happened was it was <laughs> the Jets had the game won. Let's just say that. Tebow comes in a 95-yard late-game drive to win it 17-13, running for a touchdown. For the night, he had eight carries, 68 yards rushing, and one TD. Throwing the ball, I mean, I don't think we need, need to mention what he did throwing the ball. The guy doesn't throw. We all know that. But the phenomenon with Tebow, guys, Tebow 
is the real deal. I'm I'm sick of hearing it. I'm sick and tired of turning on the TV, hearing people say, you know what, he'll never last. He won't make it. If you guys saw anything that Tebow's done or heard any comments he made after that game, he did a long interview with the NFL guys on the NFL Network. Tebow is determined to make it. He said it himself since he was seven years old. They didn't think he could play quarterback through high school. Didn't think he could play quarterback. Even when he went to Florida and won a, a national title and also won a Heisman, they feel like he could still not do it. And this guy is doing it. He's 4-1 and one as a starter this year. Get on board. There is nothing to even question about this guy. His work ethic, his determination is all set up for him to win. 100% of the time, that's what he is here trying to do. Buy into the Tim Tebow, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, you're not you're gonna feel great about doing it. Don't don't keep criticizing the guys, all I'm saying. You know, let me calm down a little bit. But don't criticize the guys, all I'm saying. Tebow is ready to go. Let's take a break. We come back, we'll recap some of the NFL action coming up and get you guys ready for the icebreaker radio show you listen to RF Sports Radio on DeepInMedia.net. Don't even think about logging off now. You just may miss something. This is RF Sports Show. Sports talk from a fan's perspective. Only on Deep In Media. Deep In Radio. Deep End Media presents DeSoto Eagles High School Football. That's right, we've carried you every step of the way through the 2011 season, and now it's playoff time. Last Friday, the Eagles got their playoff season off to a great start with a 54-10 win over A&M Consolidated. But now, Dallas area power Skyline looms in a second-round game, which will kick off this Saturday at 5 p.m. Don't miss Johnny Kane, Wayne B.G. Gordon, Royce Fisher, Rock Fisher and Low L Train Watts as we bring you all of the action. Pre-game starts at 4 p.m. for the DeSoto Eagles taking on the Skyline Raiders. DeSoto Eagles High School Football. Don't miss it live on DeepEndMedia.net. Good times, good music, good food. Harwood 609 is the place to be for your dining and entertainment experience. Harwood 609 Jazz Club and Restaurant, Dallas's finest upscale total entertainment venue. Check out their 541 appetizing lunch special, cozy happy hour with complimentary buffet, all-you-can-eat Sunday brunch and Saturday matinee, or an exciting night on the town with live entertainment. Harwood 609 was designed just for you. Go for Wednesday night swing out and line dance classes with celebrity instructor Miss Barbara. Take in one of the evening shows featuring some of the best entertainment around. Also, plan your own event. Harwood 609 has the venue and the menu. The Harwood 609 experience is classy and stylish. Just what you want for your friends and family. Open weekdays for lunch, 11 to 3. Happy hour with complimentary buffet from 4 to 7 and dinner from 6 to midnight. Don't worry about parking. There's complimentary valet parking weeknights after 6 and all day Saturday and Sunday. Harwood 609. Have you ever listened to talk radio and thought, hey, I could do that? Well, here's your chance. Deep End Media can give you the airtime to host your own radio show, and the best part is you can choose the subject matter. Sports, politics, pop culture, music, or choose your own topic and create your own genre. Join the movement. 
Call 214-636-0558 or email deependmedia at yahoo.com. Deep End Media, cutting edge entertainment. Yo. Record radio, and here to let you know that we're joining forces with Deep End Radio. Coming up soon, we got pretty girl Rock, he got to do some corner and the beat late much slow. Then coming back every Thursday, we got the Ice Record Radio show and the DJ Wildhair show. If you don't want to miss this, tell somebody. Tell your neighbors, tell somebody. And keep it live. Hey, parents, pick up your kids without embarrassing them with OMGPS, a navigation system that tells you how far away you need to park when you pick them up. Keisha at mall. Proceed to outer food court. Thanks, Owen. ...in stores because it doesn't exist. But that's okay. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent because kids in foster care don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, go to adoptuskids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt Us Kids, and the Ad Council. Show and get ready to get you guys ready for the Icebreaker Radio Countdown. So let me bring on the guys real quick. We got the host chosen in the household. What's up, buddy? And loving it, man. We had a good show today. We talked about a lot of different stuff. And you brought a uh, guest in for the next uh, hour, right? Who you got? You got coming in for a guest? Well, you know, I got Mister, Mister, Mister Big Rick Don. What's up with it, world? What's up with it, man? What's going on with it, man? Yeah, man. Triple C stands up. Mr. Stupid, you know what I'm saying? Go pick up the Killer Swag season out yeah. right now, available in iTunes. Oh, yeah. What's up? That's what's up. Well, I got you guys on. Before we go off, I was having a real heated discussion about a couple of things before you guys came in. Okay. One thing I want to get you guys' opinion on is I was talking about Kobe versus Shaq. I played some of the comments that Shaq has been making about his book, his uncut book. Talks a lot about Kobe in there, about some of the times he wanted to kill Kobe, how they got into a practice. And one thing he said, he was the CEO of that team, so he did it all in his mind. He mentally put this whole plan together to make Kobe mad, get him upset, so they can win these championships. And it was it Kobe's team, was it Shaq's team? I said it was Shaq's team because, I mean, hey, Kobe was young, trying to learn how to do it. It was Shaq's team, but Kobe Bryant was still a part of that, you know, in some kind of ways. But in your opinion, Kobe and Shaq and that, and that those three championships that didn't win. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I'd i say in those three championships that they won, it was definitely um, uh, Shaq's team. You know, it, basketball is designed around a man's height, and, and you can't teach somebody how to be a foot taller than what they are, and especially with the size that he had. I mean, Sha- Shaquille O'Neal came in breaking goals. Yeah. They had to go back and redesign how the NBA goal was made because that was, you know, an intimidation factor that he would do. I mean, it would literally stop the game. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think it was Shaq's team to start off, and then Kobe kind of grew into his own, right. you know what I'm saying, later on. 
uh, Kobe is a, is is probably one of the most immature superstars I think the NBA <laughs> has ever given birth to. You know, that's just my take on it, though. Well, I would I would say this, Shaq, if you listen out there, because I know you listen to our show every Saturday. Hey, man, stand behind what you put in, what you put in that book. Don't be writing this stuff about Kareem about Phil Jackson. Then we get on the interviews, you back away from your comments like, oh, you know, I was just making this and making that. No, bro, stand behind what you're saying because I guarantee you. When Kobe writes that book and puts you in it, he ain't going to hold nothing back. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. So don't hold it back. Don't back up. Last thing we talked about on our show was the phenomenon of Tim Tebow. The win Thursday night against the Jets. Someone gave him a chance. Nobody likes this guy. He'll never make it in the NFL. And somehow, some kind of way, he continues to I think it's got to be some type of divine intervention. He is very, very hell fast in his faith. This dude is doing it at every level. Tim Tebow, are you are you on the Tim Tebow bandwagon? Are you buying to the hype? Is it real? Or do you side with some of the other critics out there to say, you know what, this guy's not going to last? Well, you know what, I, the way I see it, you know, the, the, the quarterback position is one that requires a lot of preparation. So if you give any quarterback the right protection and he puts the study hours in and he studies, you know what I'm saying, then he should be able to produce a victory. Uh, football, unlike any other sport, is is really as good as it gets when it comes to being a team effort, you know, because the offense is only on the field part of the time. Um, so I give credit to the whole team. I give credit to the offensive coordinator, to the coaching staffs, you know what I'm saying, to everybody that, that participated and allowed him to do it. Because, you know, in order for him to be successful throwing the ball, somebody got to be successful catching it. Now, do I think that, you know, he's proven that he's a superstar? No, you know. And I give an example, Tony Romo. <laughs> Enough said on that. So without further ado, let me go ahead and make way for the Icebreaker Radio Countdown. Coming up next, I will be joining you guys here on DPNmedia.net at about 4.30 for the pregame show for the Soto Eagles taking on Dallas Skyline live on this station. Pumping that huge, man. Talk about that for a second. Man, this is going to be Awesome, man. I've had the honor and the pl- and the privilege to call pretty much all these games over to the playoffs, and this is the one I'm most excited about other than the Longview game. I'm most excited about finally facing the Skyline team. They played them two years in a row, so and they beat the pants off them last year, 23-0. to But everybody yeah, seems to yeah. think that Skyline's played a soft schedule. They think the Soto's played a soft schedule. I think I know where you side on this. Oh, yeah, well, I got to roll with my alma mater, man. You know what I'm saying? 1997, I'm the DeSoto, uh, uh, DeSoto High <laughs> alumni, you know. And, and I mean, you know, one thing that, that they don't get to see, you know, about the DeSoto squad is, is they actually have an uh, a indoor practice facility, and that counts for a lot. You know, yeah. when, we, when we were playing ball, you know, you was out there in the elements. That's right. You know, That's so right. players don't That's go right. out there and catch the flu and catch pneumonia. And then, you know, you've had – Oh, the Ben Dow day. Right, right, right. Now, DeSoto has established a legacy in football ever since we beat the Panthers. Straight, you know, yeah, I, in the Cotton Bowl, in, in the at the Stadium. Cotton Bowl at Texas Stadium. That's you right. know, one thing I say about a team that has accomplished what they've accomplished is, is when they rank these high school squads, they're usually not wrong most of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, to be at the level that they are, uh, having a light schedule or not having a light schedule, I don't think it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're good, you're gonna win when you need to win, and they win it. And uh, BRD, look at your opinion. They will be playing in Irving today. You got the Eagles, or you got the Skyline Raiders. 
squad for the Eagles, man. Yeah, hey, there we go. Yeah, main grain. Let's there we go. Man. I think we're unanimous, unanimous on that one. So, no doubt. Let me go ahead and end our show, guys. Make sure you tune us. Check us out all through the week, rfsportsradio.com, deepinmedia.net. See you guys at 4.30. Make way for the Icebreaker Radio Countdown coming up next. You're listening to the Deep End Media Network, www.deependmedia.net. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 